Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 354. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Having a good day, my friend? I am. It's been a busy one. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of those days where I'm just like looking at people when they come to me and say, can I bother you? <laughs> I'm just like, Whoa. You already did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just look blank and dumb. I'm just so overwhelmed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not much different than normal, but in this case, that's your excuse these days. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I just try to nail myself, but then you still bring it on. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into it. We got a bit of a tighter show today. So let's start with the de indexing issue. So last episode, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how Google said the de indexing issue was fixed. Um, that very same day, I had a client who was having massive problems with indexing issues. Fortunately, it did fix the next day. Um, yeah. So typical Google wasn't exactly the right timing, I think, um, or maybe just the majority of them were fixed. But you mentioned that you've run into problems even now. Yeah. So even after that, I think it was uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday, there was the same exact issue for news sites. So sites on Google News, there was a number of sites, including ours, that got hit by this same exact problem that, that happened. They said it wasn't related, but you know, it's the same thing happens. Primarily AMP pages just weren't being indexed and they couldn't, they, and it took them a while to figure out why. And then they had problems re-indexing those pages once they fixed the problem. Does that sound familiar? And <laughs> mm. it's, it's, it's odd that, that they have it to me. It's been, 
recently they've had these bugs, right? They have all these bugs happening with indexation, the, the one a couple weeks ago for organic search, then the one for news. And it's all kind of happening while they're updating Search Console. And I can't help but think that somehow this stuff is related. Because Search Console is even buggy still. There's there's data in there that's not right. Um, so it's it's really hmm. interesting. I wonder how tightly the Google, Google's <clears throat> um, Search Console stuff ties into everything else because all this stuff because the major things that we see publicly that they're changing right now is the search console or excuse me webmaster tools <laughs> <laughs> and, all right. of a sudden, and all of a sudden now they're having these bugs and they and this is not normal for them i don't think they you know they have the occasional bug something that happens but nothing this extreme and nothing this consistent across multiple versions of their indexes like the news index versus the organic index it's kind of odd I'm a little worried about them. Yeah, you, you, the, the conspiracy theorist um, in me just thinks, ooh, maybe they're being hacked and they just don't want to tell anyone. <laughs> That's what I hadn't thought of. <laughs> That'd be kind of wild, wouldn't it? And yeah. then they certainly wouldn't be, they certainly wouldn't own up to it if they do. Or, uh, oh, anyway, I'm sure that. that's not the case, but. Uh, you know, people have tried. Happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they can try every few milliseconds. They're being, someone's trying to hack Google. Uh, either without intention or intentionally mm-hmm. lots of scanning going on all right another bit here is um i've been doing a lot of uh, higher end consulting lately and one of them was an interesting issue where a e-commerce site wasn't um well its index rates were a mess essentially a vast majority of pages weren't being indexed and they were important they were product pages and after some discovery, it took a while, and, um, but uh, digging in, I noticed that there were wide swaths of the site that were being indexed. And these pages were search pages. And what the client had done, I'm assuming at this point, because I would think that they know that that has to be blocked, is they thought that using a canonical on those pages back to the search original search page would block those from being, or, you know, would just remove them from the index and just make Google only index that main page or keep that main page in the index because they will index everything. Well, that doesn't work, uh, especially in this situation where, you know, this, this parts page linked back to what talked about, I don't know, let's say BMW uh, fenders and it linked back to a general search page. Well, the content isn't the same. Uh, Google won't honor that canonical. And, 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 and I mean, I guess I'm sure there's instances where it would, but in general, you don't want to play that game. And in this case, that page had been indexed and was in results. Um, meanwhile, uh, that, that's searches, just the way searches are, you can have an infinite number of them. It didn't turn out to be a spider loop as far as I can tell, but there are many, many, many thousands of search result pages that are sucking away this really important crawl budget this, this client has uh, away from actual product pages. So uh, my recommendation is, of course, to block that whole directory. Um, and uh, I'm hoping they do that quickly. That will not fix everything. They also had the same uh, an issue where the product pages were just dire in terms of thinness. So, you know? so- so, so talk about, so to help our, our listeners understand, you know, so a client comes to you and says, hey, 
you know, these pages on my site are not indexing. What's wrong? What's your process to analysis, to do an analysis of that, to try to understand what the issue is? You know, a page is not being indexed. Where do you go first? It depends on the size of the site first. So if we're talking a massive site, um, if, okay, if it's just talking about one page, that's an entirely different thing. I mean, you know what it's like, there's a lot of variables here. So right. can you give me a little more? <laughs> so, no, okay, so we're talking about one page. This page is not indexing and we need to figure out why. Okay, we're, if it's one page, you've, you've got a lot less stuff you have to worry about, a lot of less options uh, that could go, be going wrong. Oftentimes it's uh, the page is blocked um, or it's incredibly thin. What do you say about uh, when you say blocked? Right. So you could have a no index and also could be blocked in the robots text. Okay. Okay. Those are the first uh, two places I would look to the source code to see if there's a no index meta tag blocking it or the robots.txt. Those are the first places I'd go as well. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if that's the case, then obviously just fix that. You're, you're, you're golden. Um, yeah. It, it, one page is not usually going to be a problem. So this is kind of a, a, a well, interesting question but, but, but you're analyzing one page but maybe it's a, there's a series of pages that are similar but you you start with one to see mm -hmm. what the issue is yeah yeah so and when you get into larger sites and it's huge swaths of content it, it's often because it, uh well there's many things it can be but oftentimes i see that it's too deep the content is too deep and there's simply few if any links pointing to it and maybe the links that are pointing to it are even deep in the site and I deep, deep, I mean, in, uh, in terms of how many clicks do you have to go to get to anywhere that can reach that content from the homepage yeah. or from major entry points in the site. Yeah, see, I, th I think you skipped a step and because you were just talking about this step. Um, I think first you look to see if it's blocked from being indexed from either the, the meta tags or the robots.txt. I think the next thing to look at is the canonical tags right, to see if it has a canonical tag, where it's pointing, go into Webmaster Tools, the, the new version, do, a, do a, a, a URL inspection and see which canonical Google is actually using. That would be the next step for me is, is go for Oh yeah, it. I wasn't going in steps. <laughs> I was just giving an example of other oh. things that can go wrong. Oh, I was um, going in steps, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, well, and we start getting into sort of advanced stuff for many of our listeners. Uh, you know. On that example you gave from the e-commerce sites, did you look at the, the, the search console and look at what they said? That that's where we started. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what, did that, what did that tell you? Just well, trying to help people understand how to look at this data and how to put it into use. Yeah, well, it, it told me, Google said, we know about these pages, but they're not in our index. And right. it was like, <laughs> I think it was 1.5 million pages. So okay. I was like, okay. Then you I go, can see why the client's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah. And it's about a $2 million page site. So yeah. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> What's going on? Um, anyways, so, and, and, and you know, you have to have, to have there's going to be pages on the site that Google won't index because they just don't I think consider their, them to be of any value. And sure. you have to pick your battles too. Uh, if you've got a large site like that, that's, well, that's going to happen. Um, I, I'm sure it's there. If you have someone in house, you can get a, a large portion of a site, uh, an SEO in house. They could devote themselves to ensuring that the site is mostly indexed, but uh, that's not a reality for many. So it's uh, pick your battles, choose the products that you know 
perhaps have the best margin, perhaps will be the best in terms of searchers finding and then getting into your site and then, you know, keep them there. And so they can look around, like get them excited about the products you have, the systems in place, the UI, uh, that's user interface, the experience they have when they're there. And then they'll start looking around for the other stuff that may be deeper and um, may not be as easily found in search. I wonder what percentage of sites in the Google indexes are 100% indexed. I bet it's not nearly as large as you would imagine. I bet it's somewhere in the 15, 20%, which means that 80, 85% of all sites are not 100% indexed. Well, I think you would say how many, um, yeah, I guess if you compared it in terms of page share, you'd be right. In terms of sites, I mean, there's a lot of 25 page sites. I bet you they're all indexed. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you're in a, a different world where I would, that would be absolutely certain what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Billions of page sites. That's not happening. Even thousands. Yeah. If, if you have over a hundred page site, a hundred pages on your site, there's going to be pages that are not going to be indexed, especially if it's a dynamically driven site. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> What's up next here? Google images. So, so Google um, images, Featured snippets, videos, um, I even looked at the, the answer boxes, they're all showing up more often in search results. And I wanted to bring this up because um, A, as those things appear in search results more, they take up more landscape of the SERPs. So that number one ranking might even be below the fold these days. So you, you've got to be aware of these other things showing up in search results and the fact that they're showing up more often means that the work you're doing for standard organic listings on a search page might not be as valuable if you're not actually looking at those type of things like featured snippets and videos and imagery and answer boxes and optimizing towards those to try to get in those spots on those search results page for your primary um, target topics, right? So because these things are showing up more in search, it means two things for you as an SEO. One, you know, the, the, the negative one is that your standard pages are probably not performing as well as they used to when they were way up at the top of the page. Um, second, there's a lot more opportunity for you to rank on that first page other than just that, you know, standard organic listing. Now, if you can get in the featured snippet, you can get in the video listings or the answer box. That's another opportunity for us as SEOs to provide value for clients. And I just thought that was really interesting. And I thought our, our listeners should, should hear about that. And surprise, surprise, it's very smart of Google. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're making you diversify your media um, mm-hmm. if you want to stay current and relevant. Yeah, for sure. Um, and but- and who was, it, was, it was Gary, I think, Gary Ish, that his focus is imagery and videos mm-hmm. when it comes to the search. And he says that's super <laughs> underutilized and they're going to work really hard to change that which means I think there's stuff coming down the pike that's going to really impact video and imagery, whether it be in the search results pages or how they rank them. Um, I don't know, but. It, you know what? It's, it's wonderful because it's one of those rare instances where we really have a bit of a heads up. Get yeah. your image sitemap in order. <laughs> if you don't have one, put one in play. If you're not doing video, start. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and consider, really consider um, putting a little time into to imagery and, and making your site that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's something I'm recommending. I even did that in this last console. It's image sitemap. They don't have one. Um, and, and that's, that's huge. I mean, products, hello. Um, 
scheme. But it is a lot of work and a lot of people get a little overwhelmed about the whole thing. So yeah. And there's specific schema around image and video as well that I bet's going to come into play fairly soon. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. It, it, it brings open a, a whole another area for our clients to, to leverage. And uh, not only is that a little more fun for us SEOs that have been doing this so long, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> and it, it gives our clients a little extra edge that they can stay ahead of this and, and uh, don't be so reactive. Yeah. The, 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 new, the new favorite um, marketing term for me, it's about to fall out of favor, but it's kind of like the highlight one right now is future proofing. Mm. <laughs> yes. We were talking about that yesterday and I still think it's the creepiest. It I, I, I'm scared to say that to a client. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does um, put you out there on a, on a, on a limb for sure. If you use it, but yeah, it's like guaranteeing almost. It's, it's creepy looking sounding. <laughs> uh, the swear word of our industry. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about Google Search Console. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, a... All right, the coverage reports. Tell me a little more about this. So, this kind of ties it back when we open the... Hear that? 
Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just two bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Back when we opened the show, this is basically, it kind of seems like a bug, another bug in Search Console. So normally the data in Search Console is a couple of days behind. Two, I've seen it sometimes three days behind, right? And the, the coverage report inside of Search Console is usually two days behind. It's currently 16 or 17 days behind. So it hasn't wow. updated in a few weeks. Um, so this is obviously something going wrong. Maybe they're updating the tool and just decided not to update data, but they haven't said much about it yet, but it's way behind. So if you're looking at that and you're, and you're wondering what the heck's going on, it's not just you. That, that coverage report is delayed for everybody. Um, it's going on 16 days, it won't be long. What does that make it? Uh, two days over a couple of weeks. So. Uh, hmm. it's it's a significant delay two weeks behind that is that is huge and and i bet it's going to get everyone appreciating just how much um they enjoyed having access to that data <laughs> when it was accurate i know i like it yeah yeah well yeah very important for news sites oh my god and there, if you if you want to watch it, um, there's a couple Twitter accounts I think people should be watching if they're not. Um, the one that's going to report on this is at Google um, WMC Webmaster Console, I guess. That's that's even a new one. <laughs> I, they could have called it Webmaster Tools <laughs> or, or Search um, Console. But no, they have to mix the two. Anyway, um, WMC is where they're reporting, and they'll update when that's fixed there. Um, so. If you're not following that, that's a good one to follow for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, next up is uh, what leads into a fantastic line from Gary Yish. Um, oh, yeah, excellent. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. But uh, the, the t title is Google might change how no index in robots.txt works. So at this point, you can't use no index in there. You use disallow um, to certain specific areas of your site. No index is pr principally used on pages. And, and there was actually a really good explanation of the difference between the two in this article. The robots.txt is for crawling. The metadata is for indexing, right? So, so they did, didn't want to confuse the two, which is why they said don't use the no index in the robots.txt file. Just want to throw that out there. I like that too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, John Mueller said we don't officially support it, so I wouldn't rely on any particular fact using no index. But Gary Ish jumped in. He says, this may go away. I'm cleaning up that part of the Googlebot co code base nowadays. And, th and that thing sticks out like a nun in a mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, who knows what that means? <laughs> Maybe some changes. Well, apparently there's some people still using that, even though it doesn't work. Um, I, guess, I guess if they did allow the no index in the robots.txt file, that would be an, another layer that I would add on. I wouldn't stop using the no index at the page level um, unless it was a real hassle. Um, but I, I would use it in both places personally. Uh, I love this. Um, <laughs> someone sort of said, you know, that it would be very useful. And, and Gary said, all right, I'll run a study to see how people are using it. 
If the majority are screwing themselves with it, then I'll go ahead for approvals. <laughs> oh, he's unfiltered. It's sometimes it's very we funny. We need to get him on the show so bad. Oh man, yeah, he, 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 <laughs> it would be interesting. Although I don't think he does them. I think John's the guy. Yeah, knows? I don't think he does either. That's all right. John's great. We'll get him on too. Uh, we are overdue. We keep talking about it and talking about it. We never seem to do it. So, yeah, let's do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it might be regretting you know, one of those things where you <laughs> you get what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is the Mueller files, and we should first... change today though. It should be Mueller file. <laughs> no, two of them. I put oh, two. two? In. Oh, there's one way. You put one, and I put one in. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have more than one. It just didn't seem right. Well, all so, right. So the first one it, that I one I put in was it, it's nice to get this kind of definitions and descriptions sometimes. John actually went a lot of the way to describe the difference between a date in a in a sitemap file, an XML sitemap file, and the date for a web page on a web page, right? So you kind of think, well, why aren't they the same? Wouldn't they be the same? And they're not really because the, the date in the XML sitemap is based on the last time that file, that page file, web page file was modified, right? So if it was, they updated some, maybe a backend piece of code or they added a, uh, a, a, a pixel to track something new on the page, that would change the, the last modified date on that sitemap file. The actual page date that he's talking about is actually focused towards the primary content on the page when that changes. So there's actually a significant difference between the content of the page being changed versus just the file being changed, whether it's the content or something on the back end. Just they change one pixel in the file and that last modified date changes, whereas the, the page date is really about the content. And I just thought it was a good distinction for everybody to understand and know. All right. Well, another good distinction we've seen. This seems to be pretty consistent for Mueller and John Mueller these days, which is, ah, it's, it's certainly not bad. It's uh, just a little less interesting, I guess. But um, he's just discussing the no follow link attribute. Uh, he was mentioning that it is working fairly well. He has not seen many incidences, uh, at least as of late, where it people are not getting, you know, it's where, how do you put it? It is causing any problems where, you know, someone's linking to someone and then that credit is being passed. It's actually not, it's still working. Um, there are still many uses for it. And, and I get the impression Google's generally happy with it. How's that for a fluff piece? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, no follow link attribute if you're using it, it's good to know that it's not gonna bite you in the butt right now. Remember that. They, they invented it. Of course, they're going to say it works well. That's all I can say. <laughs> then again, they invent a lot of things and shut them down too. True. That's a good point. <laughs> a lot. They're getting a bit of uh, uh, flack for that. I was, I was listening in the news uh, talking about how, um, you know, they're saying that Google is losing a lot of trust because of these products they bring out and then they just let go. For example, uh, the, S, the text messaging within uh, Google My Business is being removed. It, I'm really interesting that you brought up the, the trust aspect of Google because I was just you know, getting caught up uh, on news versus you know how the news media industry is being you know handled in search and by audiences. And I read some interesting information that last year Google News was trusted more than the original sources themselves. 
So if somebody found a, if somebody went to a search and found a Washington Post article in that um, search, and then they went to Google News and saw Washington Post the same article, they trusted the 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 article from the news part more than the regular finding the direct link to the article. That was wow. last year. This year, they're exactly equal. And so uh, it's changing. So that's now, humans. Yeah, we well, actually, I think that's great for the news industry because I think the news industry, if if anything good out of this, and we're not supposed to talk politics, but I'm talking news. If anything good has come out of this political climate that we're in in the United States, is that I think people are really relying on our journalism's more than they ever have journalists, and that's providing more trust in news, and that's boosting Google News as well. So I just thought that was interesting when you started talking about the trust aspects and mm -hmm. how people look at search engines versus the content they find other places. In the news space, they trust Google News. Last year, they trusted it more than the actual news sources. This year, it's changed to where they've equaled out. Interesting. I don't know if that matters to anybody. I totally digressed, but... No, that's cool. I like little bits like that. Thanks. You, you did it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know I do. I always do. Oh, geez. How do you handle it? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. We come back. We have some questions to answer in the last few minutes of the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, uh, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the first question is from my friend, Sean. He's in Victoria here, and he said he had a question. I said, post it. Tell us all. Um, so he said, uh, what is the ideal word length for a page to get SEO uptake? I thought that longer was better, but I've heard others say 750 words is your ideal number. And I'm right that search engines know to delineate and exclude the navigation and side material from the word count estimation. Hmm. All right. So the first question um, about text, how much, how much, how much, uh, word links and text should be on the page. I say it's completely subjective. It's about answering the question as best you can. If that takes two, 300 words, fine. Uh, if it's, that's the best answer. Um, if it needs 3000, do 3000. <laughs> yeah, the question is when's George Washington's birthday? You don't need 3000 words. Exactly. <laughs> so don't overthink it is what I'm getting at. The days of really focusing on all that is kind of, they're gone. I mean, you just need to be sure that you're giving real value to a, a, a visitor. So, so when I give presentations on basic SEO and stuff, this is part of it, you know, how long should a page, everybody asks how much, how long should a page of content be? My kind of standard answer is between 318, 300 and 800 words. I say, if you're less than 300, you're probably not going to have enough content to be the, someone's going to have a better answer out there than you. Mm -hmm. Again, depending on the question, if you're more than 800, unless you're a really good professional writer, you have a tendency to split off into multiple topics on the same page, right? It's really hard to say, stay real concise unless you're really, really, really good writer when you're writing that, that much content. Um, that said, there, there was a study done um, by Search Metrics, I believe, a couple of years ago. They looked at 10,000 search results pages. They mm -hmm. analyzed every listing on all 10,000 search results pages in a variety of different search niches. And they came up with all kinds of interesting data you know, doing that analysis. The one thing that jumped out at me the most, the average word count across those 10,000 searches on those first 10 listings was over 1,200 words. Which yeah, is, I've seen those averages before. But that's yeah. average, right? So there's yeah. going to be some that are 3,000. There's going to be some that are 200, 150. Yeah. So it, like Ross said, it's it's what works for that particular topic in question. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry too much about these the data. Just do a good job. And for his, his second question, he says, am I right about search engines knowing the difference between the body content and all that other stuff, the, the header and the sidebar and the footer? Absolutely. They do separate those. They know the difference. Um Actually, a number of years ago, five or six years ago, we found out that they actually have separate page ranks for separate pieces of a site. Like the footer would have a different page rank than the body content. So they know enough to, to differentiate between all those different pieces of a page. Would you say page rank or algorithmic distinction? They actually assigned different page ranks to different okay. portions of a page. Okay. Um, now, there's a question from Advet Childers. Or, uh, sorry, I know you emailed me, uh, how do you say your, how do you say your name very kindly? And I am sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I am sorry. But uh, you asked a great question about progressive web apps. We're going to reserve our answer because we need to uh, kind of re refresh it? ourselves on that ourselves. <laughs> um, uh, I know what you're talking about, but uh, we'll see if we can get to that the next show. Thank you for that question. 
let's jump into a question from Stephen Dale. This is the last one we can get in today. Uh, he says, I'm looking for a white label SEO program for local contractors. And um, what he was essentially talking about here is he wanted software uh, or some sort of service to help him um, promote local contractors on, in the local search realm. And the, the system that I recommended he use was Bright Local. That's what we use for um, monitoring. None of them that I know of, uh, I certainly would never use, um, do the optimization for you. <laughs> they're, they're just meant to help you monitor um, the uh, current footprint of those contractors, those, those businesses, and uh, keep keep tabs on how things are going and the effects of your improvements that you're doing manually. Uh, so keep that in mind. So some of them will, will the, the monitoring is the best part. So they'll, they'll, the part that they will do for you is they'll build like the local citations for you to monitor yeah. that. Um, they, they, a lot of times they'll add in monitoring for reviews and that kind of stuff as well. But to actually implement the stuff on the client sites, I, I, I agree. I don't think I know of any that, do that but there's probably some out there that do but they basically are the same they're your competitors yeah don't do it (laughs) once they get get a hold of your clients they won't be your clients much longer yeah exactly well on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and john carcutt the director of seo for advanced local thank you for joining us today if you have any questions you'd like to share with us please feel free to post them on our facebook group easily found by searching seo 101 podcast on facebook also, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate any feedback for Apple, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcaster. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.